podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A delayed version of the Touchline Media Group because um, I guess this is releasing like four hours before the draft. So I, I hope you are on top of it. I hope you're in the car right now. And this came up um, as you just finished listening to, let's be honest, uh, Shutdown Podcast. Um, I'm your host. Be, I'm honestly, honestly, we should release this as the draft begins. Right. That, that way you be- guys can follow along and see how wrong we are. Um, this is, uh, I'm your host, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workhorse Management Group, whoever Blue Air decides to put in, um, Paramount Plus. And you know what? Not so overalls. Not so overalls. You're dead to me. Um, so, yeah. So we're going to talk about the draft, uh, the NFL draft, because this is a football, football mashup podcast, not just the soccer podcast. Um, I do want to give a big shout out to Chelsea. Um, as a club, organization, fan base, um, you're going through it, and I appreciate it. I appreciate that you are going through it. It's very funny to me. Um, start Christian. You you literally have not scored a goal without starting Christian in like two months. You should start Christian. Just saying. Anyways, um, Spurs play today. Um, yeah, we don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, they're gonna lose. It's fine. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I think it's funny that they, like, fired Conte and then had the interim be Conte's right-hand man, and then nothing changed. And they were like, oh, maybe we should fire him, too. And they're like, thank you. Thank you. Very good. I mean, uh, but, like, honestly, does it does it make you feel better? I know we're getting to the draft, but does it make you feel better that uh, as dysfunctional as the Spurs coaching search has been, somehow both Chelsea and Bayern Munich have been worse this year? Uh, it does make me feel a little bit better, yes. Um, I, mean, I, I know I think, Bayern can like sleepwalk to a Bundesliga title or at least like Bundesliga top four, but still like, I, I can't believe, I don't know which one's more unbelievable that Tuchel fell flat in his face at Bayern or that Tuchel fell flat in his face at Chelsea. I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, like dude is, is, is obviously a good coach. Like I think Bayern is funny though, because Bayern is precisely the argument that I have against like the insanity of soccer coaching schedules like we we think that like college football is like oh wow they only get three years now and it's like in in soccer it's like well he didn't win all of his games over a four-month span it's like it's so dumb keep your coach it takes time to implement shit i anyways um so uh yeah so we're gonna go through the draft um we are looking at uh the mel kuyper mock draft we're going to go through it and we're going to sort of say where we think he's wrong um based on our admittedly limited understanding of what the hell's going on right now because in the last yeah. like 12 hours something's happened um with Tennessee at 3 uh and so i think i think like that's that's that so at 1 um i think everybody's sort of on the same page about this Bryce Young is going 1 um, like I know yeah, Will I mean, Levis's cousin said that he was going one. He's not. It's fine. So I don't think Levis is even the smoke that we need to worry about. I think. I mean, I guess like because Josh McCown straight up told Stroud that he was getting picked, and he's McCown is the quarterbacks coach for the Panthers. I don't know. Like I don't know why everybody is just all of a sudden you know I don't know, misremembering or choosing to ignore that. Uh, I think Bryce Young is the right pick. But I, I would not be surprised if they take a hard left and draft CJ Stroud. I mean, so I'm going to give you a, a, a what is a hot take, and it's I'm not even I'm not even sure I believe this. Okay, so I, I'm going to I'm going to say that I'm not sure that I believe good, that what good I'm start. about to say. Yeah, but I, I do want to bring it up. Are we sure that Bryce Young is going to be a good NFL quarterback? Because like it's it's a tough thing. Who is the last good Alabama quarterback in the NFL? Jalen Hurts. Nope, that's an Oklahoma quarterback. Who's the best? Like, 
Ah, well, I mean, Tua's good. He just has, he's got a glass head. Okay, but like, Bryce Young is three inches shorter than Tua. He's played with, I mean, the wide receivers he's played with are insane for anybody other than CJ Stroud. Um, he looks, I like, like, look, like he's not Kyler Murray, but like, we sort of have a a recent test case of short quarterbacks who come from high flying offenses. I think Kyler Murray is the reason that we cannot be sure that uh, Bryce Young is going to be good in the NFL. I, I mean, you can't really say anything about the Alabama quarterbacks just because Alabama quarterbacks is, has only really been an emphasis for them in what the last, like not even 10 years, like six years. So I don't know how much that, I don't know how much that argument holds water, but yeah, like Kyler, I think Bryce is like closest comp being Kyler, but like with a better arm, it uh, kind of makes. Go ahead. I mean, it's it's Kyler with a better arm, and also who's not obsessed with video games by all accounts, which like that is we that we know of, right? We should we should get Garrett on. Like Garrett, have you heard anything about this dude being obsessed? Yeah, the youth care youth correspondent Garrett uh, coming in to talk about video games. Because the olds don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, I think. I, don't know. I mean, I. I, I think it's. Think I think it's the right yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I think. I think like the draft starts at two, right? Like, like that's like that old that old thing. Like the draft starts at two, and right now I'm seeing across a number of mock drafts, but also like it doesn't really make sense to me that Will Anderson would go second. <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, I don't know if so, you. If you take the best guy on the board, Will Will Anderson should go second. If you were drafting for need, though, like the Texans have a very glaring need at the most premium position in in football, and this is a good opportunity to take somebody who should, in theory, be able to you know help that. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because they've got other first round pick. I think they've got another first round pick, right? So like, is there? Is their plan to what are they gonna like take Hendon Hooker and hope that he matures in half a season? So I think the prayer is if you're Houston that somebody drops to 12. One of the top four drops to 12. He's not going to. I I'm I'm aware uh, of that, but have you had yeah. the Texans like have we ever accused the Texans of being like really on top of their shit? <laughs> uh no. No, we have not. So, like, I'm sure that te- the Texans are saying we can't get Will Anderson at, at 12, but we can maybe get a quarterback at 12, which is how you get into situations like this. Um, but, I mean, I, I think that if you're going best player available, like you said, it's Anderson. But of the quarterbacks, I mean, it's got to be stra- – like, like y- also, like, if you're Houston, why not trade down to one of the many teams who need a quarterback? Yeah, just get more picks. I mean – Especially with, especially with um, the rumors starting up in the last, like, I don't know, what do you, what would you call it, 12 hours? The yeah. rumors starting up that the Titans are desperate to move up to take a quarterback. I, the Titans are allegedly, and we're obviously going to get to this very soon, but the Titans are allegedly looking at number three, trading up with the Cardinals. But, like, if you're the Texans, I don't know how you don't call up Tennessee and say, hey, you guys want a quarterback? Uh, we're going to take your guy and then just like yeah. whatever, like get whatever you can, unless the Titans are okay with, I mean, I guess the, 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 the thought there is that the the Titans are probably okay with either Richardson or Stroud. Right. But, but then like, if, if you really are okay with either or, and you know that Anderson's going three or, you know, Anderson's going two. Why would you trade up to three? Wouldn't you want to identify Seattle? Because then you know you know that that Arizona is not going to take one at three. So then, and you know that Indianapolis is going to take either Stroud or Levis or Richardson, whatever. And then at five, Seattle. Yeah, I mean those are all excellent points. I, this is just a, I mean, in terms of game theory, this is just a complete failing by the Texans. We've never heard that before. Remember when they lost, they won a meaningless game to get the second pick in a one in a, in a draft where there was one quarterback who was clearly better than the rest. 
Yeah, but I don't. Wasn't the rumor that they didn't even like Bryce Young? They like DJ Stroud more. Allegedly not, because if they like CJ Stroud more, they would fucking take CJ Stroud. Unless they think they can get him again, if they by trading back or something. I I don't know. I trying to trying to divine what the Houston Texans are thinking is a exercise in futility. This is just at like I, there's so much. It it just seems like they're so overthinking it that it's going to it's clearly going to end up fucking them and it's going to be hilarious i mean i just want to like point out like sometimes when you do and i'm going to use like a a good example here when you're doing a fantasy draft in mvp baseball 2005 take john dowd just don't overthink it don't say well i can get better no just just take john dowd uh for those of you who don't know uh barry bonds was not part of the mlb players association so he wasn't in video games so john dowd was a left fielder from san francisco who was in 99 in um everything yep uh yeah so okay so it's likely going to be anderson at two which like fine like if 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 that's the situation fine um that brings us to three so if arizona trades out to tennessee like i do need to say that um fan favorite malik willis r.i.p yeah but like think about what that think about what this think about the uh I guess criticism this is of their pick last year, because if you remember Malik Willis for a little while was being talked about as the number two overall pick last year. I recall. Yes. Um, we, we were yes. talking about, about Detroit taking him. Yeah. Right. Which was never a good idea, but like the idea that you can go from a guy that maybe should be, I mean, this is just Josh Rosen all over again. Like, you might be good enough to be the number two overall pick. And all of a sudden you are now being replaced within one year, a year in which you like barely played and you had clear limitations on who your teammates were. Yeah. I mean, I, I think also if you're Tennessee, right, you've built a team around Derrick Henry and now you're going to trade whatever capital you have to, to build around a quarterback who's basic basic ability is pushing the ball downfield like what is your plan what is your identity if you're Tennessee let's not forget that the I mean it's not a done deal but like the Titans have placed Derrick Henry on the block yeah so uh, last year you made a decision to trade away one of the best deep threats in the in the NFL for somebody who at best is a carbon copy of the guy you just traded away. But and now you're I said at best, that's what he right. that's what he was gonna be be at. And then right. so like you're then placing all of your I guess hope into being a running team and then within the year you're like no never because mind. I believe I believe the backup for I mean, obviously, if you trade Henry, you're going to move to a running back by committee. But I believe, like, the more running back back of that committee is Hassan um, Haskins, former Michigan product. Correct. It's Hassan Haskins, and I forget who the scat back they have who uh, catches all the passes. But it's going to be those two guys. But then, like, I guess, yes, if you want to – if you want to draft a quarterback that can help push you down the field, what are you just going to go try and sign everyone? Like if you, if that's the case, why weren't you in on OBJ? Why weren't you out there trying to get yourself a, a, a wide receiver? In, I mean, if we're being honest here, a number one, because Traylon Burks is probably going to end up being slotted as a number two. Like you should, there should be, have been movement prior to what you're going to do here. None of, none of this makes sense um let's let's just like sort of stick at three assuming arizona sticks at three and anderson's off the board um you know i'm i i guess they take tyree wilson i i i guess i mean i don't jalen yeah. carter maybe I I don't know. I think Jalen Carter actually might drop a lot more. I, I don't think the 
I don't think the speeding thing was what's really going to end up doing it. I think it's all of this bullshit that's been coming up um, since then about like not loving football and not having to drive and everything. But like uh, we talked about this in our group chat. If he just ends up being Albert Hainsworth 2.0, do you want to use your third overall pick for a guy who's going to, you know, be out of the league in five or six years? Uh, I mean, you might get a real some well, really good. That's three what I'm saying. Years, that, but like, if if I got three or four years of peak Albert Hainsworth out of a first round pick, like I'm taking that because like. Who the hell knows what happens in five years, right? Like, that's so far down the road in, in the NFL. Like, I'm not building for five years from now. I'm building for two years from now at most. Um, well, but also, like, think about – but okay, then let's – we're talking about Arizona, right? Yeah. Let's think – but think about Arizona's window. Arizona has no window this year because Kyler's missing the whole year. I don't know who – I forget who their backup is, but, like, Arizona's going to top out at, like, five wins. So – you are whoever you are drafting. You are basically giving them a redshirt year and hoping that they come back next year when Kyler's ACL is back intact. And your window is like two years, right? So if you take a Jalen Carter, you give him a year to like become a professional, and then you get eighty percent of Aaron Donald or whatever for for years two, three, and four. Like that's pretty good. Sure. Yeah. Um, but apparently Tyree Wilson is, is sort of the, the person they're, um, they're, they're looking at here. Um, at four, it's a quarterback. It's either Levis or, or Shroud, depending on who's on the board. I think that's pretty yeah. straightforward. Um, sure. I think I, 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 it's probably Stroud if he's on the board. Um, I think that the Colts just didn't think that he was going to be there. Um, yeah. I don't know about all this smoke about. Will Levis. I, Will Levis is going to be a mistake. Whoever ends up drafting him, so there's that. I mean, I, I I sort of hope whoever. I don't know where Mitch Trubisky is right now, but I hope wherever Mitch Trubisky is is where they draft Will Levis. Pittsburgh. So it'd be him, Kenny Pickett, and Will Levis. It's the whitest quarterback room possible. Um, <laughs> it really is. So. Um, so uh, assuming assuming the the Titans trade happens, which all the smoke appears to be that it is, um, and assuming Levis goes fourth, um, at five, I see I've seen now three different mock drafts that have come out in the last twenty four hours that have Jalen Carter going to the Seahawks. Um. Okay. Yeah, I mean Pete Carroll definitely seems like the kind of guy who's like I can fix him. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um. Like there's there's no doubt in my mind that that Pete Carroll um, would have no problem. Uh, Pete Carroll would have no problem bringing in uh, a a basket case. Um, we 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 have no problem with that. It's so, almost like he it's almost like he coached one for many years. Um, oh, speaking of people that have been coached by Pete Carroll, I, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but Matt Leinart is just a delightful Instagram follow. Is he really? Why wouldn't he be? Yeah, he's just delightful. Um, him and Richard Jefferson interact way more than you would think. Uh, <laughs> it's great. Richard Jefferson's a great uh, Twitter follow. Yep. We are joined by uh, NFL draft analyst and all-around uh, expert, Nick. Nick, how are you? I'm uh, in between bites of quesadilla on this podcast, so there's your title. In, in which we are in between bites of quesadilla. That works. Um, we, you have joined us at an auspicious time. Um, we are just now talking about uh, who the Lions will take at six. Um, assuming that, uh, well, we, we, we've gone through the, the question of why are the Titans trading up if they have a Malik Willis? Um, because They're done you know, with Malik Willis. I think that Malik Willis, uh, yeah, or Malik Willis. So Devin Witherspoon appears to be the draft pick. Um, I, I guess, right? Unless it's Christian Gonzalez, is that sort of like the the discussion? I think it's over with. I think it's uh, sorry, it's going to be Witherspoon for sure. Yeah. Um, it looks like um, Tennessee or somebody is going to trade up to number three to take Stroud because. 
the first two picks will be Young and Anderson. And then let's say the third pick is Stroud, which looks like it's happening now. So the draft really starts at four, whether the Colts take Levis or Anthony Richardson, which is fascinating if they bungle this and take Will Levis. Um, but, but like, is has there ever been a different, like such a wide dichotomy of possibility, like possible draft picks there? Like you're either taking Will Levis, the whitest quarterback alive, or Anthony Richardson, who is like chaos in QB form. It's pretty big, pretty big gap there. Um, but yeah, so, and then it seems like because um, Stroud and Richardson will be gone, you would think by pick five, then it's like Seattle and Detroit will just, you know, Seattle's pretty settled on Jalen Carter, according to the odds, um, even though we don't really know what they're doing. A lot of people have said they're not going to take him. Um, and then the Lions, Witherspoon is just like the most Lions player ever. So, I mean, I love I love that. I think the thing with the Lions that's interesting is what they do with their other first-round pick. Because it seems yeah. like, um, you know, there would have been some suspense if if no one's trading up to three for Stroud, then one of Stroud or Richardson could have been available to either the Seahawks or the Lions. And that would have been an interesting discussion because, you know, Geno Smith and Jared Goff are getting expensive and, you know, everyone loves the rookie quarterback thing. So, um, but I think Stroud and Richardson are going to be good. So um, not even think that Richardson will be good. It's like Richardson, he's just worth the gamble because he could be so good if, if he were to hit. Right. Richardson's ceiling is, is incredibly high. Whereas, you know, it's, 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 it's the type of thing where you roll the dice because if you can get Josh Allen, um, you get him. And that appears to be like the comp for best case scenario for, for Richardson. I just heard the other day, Josh Allen uh, was cheating on his girlfriend and she broke up with him threw all the stuff out of the house. Like, uh, Carmella in season four of the Sopranos. Um, nice. So I haven't, I just heard that. I didn't, I don't know if it's true or not, but um, it's fascinating. I guess they were dating for 12 years. Could you imagine dating Josh Allen for 12 years, like through all the ups and downs, mostly downs. And then you hit that lottery ticket the last few years and he cheats on you. God, what an asshole. I, sure. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to, we're not going to come out in favor of cheating on this podcast, but also like, if you're going to ride all those ups and downs, you probably should have waited until you got the ring and then, and then made a break for it. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. I was just thinking about it because you mentioned Josh Allen and we all remember the picture of Russell Wilson on draft day with the, the girlfriend was so excited that he got picked. And then we all know how that turned out. Yeah, the Russell Wilson, and then the other one is uh, C.D. Lamb with the Give Me Back My Phone. That was great because there were two girls there. I, well, C.D.'s a, uh, a baller. What else can you say? All right, yeah. so then so we think that um, we're talking Vegas. Now we're talking Vegas, the Raiders at seven. So Vegas is probably just taking whichever cornerback the Lions don't take. Is that what we're thinking here? Yeah, unless they could be trading up to three for Stroud. Um, but people kind of may have made the connection that because, um, like, all the former Patriots guys all think alike, that uh, because Casario doesn't like Stroud, that Oakland or uh, Vegas probably doesn't like Stroud because of McDaniels. So, um, yeah, if they stay put there, um, I mean – they, it could also be Tyree Wilson because if the draft plays out like the odds are saying right now, then Tyree Wilson is the guy who's going to be falling. Is there? I, I haven't been following Tyree as closely. Is there like something? Because we Kuiper has him mocked next to eight to the Falcons, but I've also seen I've seen Bijan at eight, which is uh, seems high. I don't know how you Nick. I don't know how you feel about running backs in the first round, or especially running back running backs in the top ten, but. Uh, that seems high for me. 
I love Bijan and I think they like him a lot, Atlanta. But if Tennessee doesn't trade up to three, why can't Atlanta just trade down to 11 and take Bijan there? I mean, sure. Why can't Atlanta trade back to end? Like, I think the next next slot that Bijan's getting mocked to is like 14, right? You can, there's plenty of places you can trade back down to. Yeah, but someone has got, got to want to trade up, you know, too. So, um, I yeah, just think 10, right. 11 would be a good spot. I don't think Philly or the Bears, you know, want, um, you know, want Bijan that badly. So, they have other needs. But, yeah, it definitely feels so, like the Falcons will walk away with Bijan. Just wherever? Or do you think they, they are taking him at eight? Either way, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, all right, so then the Bears, because the Bears for a little while were getting rumored for Carter, right? And then, obviously, I mean, they traded back. But um, so I guess now they're getting – they're looking for some O-line help to help out Justin Fields, which, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Like, he was constantly running around last year. Give him some help so he doesn't have to try and not die. I could see the Bears doing some crazy stuff tonight. I have no idea what they're going to do. I think, um, you know, if the Tennessee – it looks like Tennessee is trading up to three for Stroud, but, I mean, I don't even want to really say this because it's so crazy, but I could see the Bears – if Tennessee doesn't move up for Stroud, someone else does, maybe the Raiders. They could, they could make a trade where they – flip fields for Ryan Tannehill and draft Hendon Hooker, you know, something wild. Um, that's yeah, no, that's, well, that's going to be the most wild thing I think comes out of this podcast. I also think Minnesota is a team to watch for a quarterback tonight. Um, because yeah. they're, this is Kirk Cousins last year with them. I think they're paying him a lot. Um, and then, I mean, I think they're, they're a player for Richardson possibly in a trade up. Um, but also for, for Hendon Hooker, I, that's my night. I do not want any part of Hendon. I mean, it seems like a good guy. I don't want the Lions taking Hendon Hooker. Really? I, uh, I mean, t- admittedly, I just followed along with him, uh, at Tennessee last year. And I mean, yeah, he, he seems fun. Uh, I don't know if he's like the quarterback. I I, I kind of like Hooker as a guy to sit for a year and then come in. I think that if you give him some time to develop, um, you know, he can definitely be a helpful piece. But I, I don't think Hendon Hooker is a first or second round quarterback. So I, that's also part of it. And I know that some of the rumors were like, um, you know, he, some of the rumors are like he's sneaking into the maybe in the back half of the first round or definitely in the second round, that just seems high. I think he'll go in the first round. I really do. Um, it seems like there's a lot of teams that are interested in him. And you take him in the first round, you get that fifth-year option, which is good. Um, yeah, especially for somebody you're taking to develop. That makes sense. Um, well, and it's like the reason I don't want to take a guy who you're developing is he's already like 26. And – um, you know, the Lions have Jared Goff, so it's totally fine to sit him for a year or two, but at that point he's like 28 or 20, 27 or 28. So, um, I mean, I think he's talented and, and everyone says he's crushing the interviews and stuff. So that's always good. But I, I think the Lions with their 18th pick, I think they could be trading up. They could be trading back. Uh, I don't really see them staying there at 18 unless the draft falls perfectly and uh, they can get Lucas Van Ness there. I think that's the best case scenario if they just stay put. Well, you know what the best case scenario for watching Champions League soccer this year is? 
everybody. Uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. UF. <laughs> Do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. UEFA Champions League Soccer is streaming on Paramount Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably, Chelsea, no, PSG, come on. Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us. And more, Bayern, in soccer's biggest <laughs> club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage Moist. time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, we'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on, on Paramount Plus, but they're not going to advertise for that. Golazo. Paramount Plus. I can't ham fist my own. Uh, I can't ham fist my own assist there off the backboard. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I mean, we're looking at. I'm looking at. Um, I think we skipped over Philly, and so the thought is: is Philly like a threat to take? Uh, John and all, or where do you think Philly's going with this one? I don't think so because um, I just don't think it's their style. Like Howie Roseman, he's like all about value, and it's that taking a running back. Like they already signed Rashad Penny, they still have Gainwell. Like I just don't see, I don't see them taking Bijan there. Well, but those are both more. I don't want to call them scat backs, but like more uh more like smaller guys who are pass catchers type type of guys and i mean with that power qb sneak thing that they do they do need like a bigger guy do you think they're just going to take somebody off of the just get somebody off of the free agent pile i think they're i I mean i think rashad penny is really good when he's healthy so i think they're kind of just they're kind of set on him. I mean, they have, like you mentioned, they have such a great O-line. They have running quarterback. Um, I think, though, they're going to address their defense, defensive line, or or even possibly offensive line if Skaronsky's there. But, like, I, I really think it'll be more like, um, uh, you know, I, I could see, like, Nolan Smith going there, somebody like that, um, just because Philly, I mean – they have two picks in the first round, so they can make a trade too. But um, no, I, I think, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so then, so I guess we're we're at the eleventh pick. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get all the way through the first round or not. We are not. to speed some of these up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Cardinals, Cardinals at the eleventh pick. I, we're just assuming at this point that Tennessee makes the trade up, and then the Cardinals are going to take the eleventh pick. Uh, so I don't know if we're uh, you know, Nick said that he's hoping for Lucas Van Ness to fall all the way to the Lions at 18. Uh, Kuiper has Van Ness going to the Cardinals at 11. I, we talked, Nick, we talked about this earlier, and I'm kind of interested to hear your thoughts because, like, the Cardinals this year, I don't even remember who's backing up Tyler, but it's nobody, it's nobody of like real consequence. So, like, the Cardinals stealing this year has to be something like five wins, right? Oh, if that. I mean, I think they're going to be the worst team in the whole league. Yeah. So, like, anybody you're taking, you're taking guys to that, you know, you can give some time to develop. They're going to, they're probably going to get a lot of run this year because who the hell else do the Cardinals have? So, I don't know. Uh, I thought Van Ness was more of a um, – I guess was more of a instant impact kind of guy. Um but I guess it would just be hard to pass him up at eleven if he's if he's there. Um, I think they're trading down with the idea that they can they can still get a good offensive lineman. Um, they have like nobody on their offensive line under contract after this season with like guarantees on their contract. So 
Um, I think they really like Paris Johnson. Kyler Murray, there was like a thing the other day where Kyler Murray like went to the front office and was like, hey, let's draft Paris Johnson because I'm I did see that, here. yeah. Yeah, so um, I think they'll trade down for more picks because they don't have many picks either. Um, right. But, but I do think like Kyler Murray like – maybe shouldn't read so much into you know what what he thinks about the team building because i think they're going to be the worst team in the league um and i think they're going to be well positioned to draft caleb williams next year so i was gonna say i don't know how much like you're talking about like how much input kyler has uh, has in the roster building and like yeah it's like they i don't know if they're committed to kyler as long term as they were even like a year ago no, and they should—they shouldn't be. I mean, you have a whole new regime, coaching staff, and front office. You know, they didn't sign him to that deal, so it's just like, um, you know, I mean, this coach, I'm not very confident in, but Jonathan Gannon. But I think um, I don't like defensive head coaches anyway. But um, I think, yeah, I think they're. Well, and getting like a defensive head coach for Kyler kind of seems like a middle finger. It's 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 also sort of like what's the point? It's like I, I think like while while um, Cliff Kingsbury was like not a good coach, he was sort of the perfect coach for a Kyler Murray team. Where it was like we're not even going to pretend to give a shit about defense. We're we're going to try to score a lot, and that's just sort of going to be the game plan. Um, so like I, I don't I don't know like how you have a quote hard nosed. Uh, defensive focused team with Kyler Murray under center. Yeah, like how's he going to grind out? He doesn't like grind out drives. It's he grind. Do you know he grinds? He grinds kind of Call of Duty. That's what yeah, he, he does. Yep. <laughs> he like, grinds switch his videos. Drinking so much Mountain Dew. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Um, I I just think like and and Arizona is sort of an interesting spot because if they do trade back right and they trade back and one of Skronsky or Johnson's there it's like it's very straightforward but if those two are off the board and you're looking at you know sort of the the next group um maybe it's Van Ness but are, are, are you all that excited if you're Arizona depending on what you get to go with Van Ness I mean like the the difference between Jalen Carter or Will Anderson and Lucas Van Ness or even Tyree Wilson is huge. Um, and I don't, I don't think that they're going to go with Darnell Wright uh, because I, wait, who was it who Darnell Wright called a bitch on in the, in the DMS? Was it? Did Kyler? You guys see I, that? I have no, no, I didn't, I didn't see no, this. No, no some, on. some, some like a, uh, some uh, draft analyst. Um, was talking about Darnell Wright and was like, oh yeah, he's he's a pure right tackle. Like you you draft him, he can be a right tackle for the next 15 years. And then he Darnell Wright got in the DMs and was like, you're a fucking bitch. You don't know ball or something like that. It was really, really funny. Amazing. Um, uh, but I, Google Google does not seem to have any idea what you're talking about. I will find this out. This this was a big deal on Twitter for like 10 minutes. Uh you guys should talk about something else. Uh, why? What well, you don't want just dead air while we wait for you to to Google something? Will Lutz. Will Lutz uh, is a blogger for Cincinnati. Um. Uh, Will Lutz the said, kicker. Uh, yeah, I thought he was a kicker. No, no. So Willie Lutz is a blogger for a Cincinnati sports blog. Says Darnell Wright is a pure RT and has no business playing LT. The response in the DMs was, and I quote, you're a pure dick eater. What year did you play to say anybody has any business doing anything? Hell yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, the I, best, that's the best athlete clapback since Carmelo Anthony said that guy has a glazed donut ass face. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, it makes so me like also, Darnell Wright a lot more, just for the record. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, Moving him up two tiers. <laughs> there's also uh there's an only fans model who dm'd every offensive line prospect in the in the draft this year and darnell wright appears to be one of the few that responded uh she just said hey and he responded with three puke emojis then stankin bitch 
That is, he is my favorite player in the draft. Darnell Wright, I hope that you make all of the money. Um, That's amazing. Darnell Wright, no matter what. Darnell Wright, no matter what. Um, Wait, okay, so are we, have we gotten to the Packers yet? Can we talk about how funny it would be that, I know Kuiper has Darnell Wright. They have to take JSN. They have to take JSN. Because, like, (laughs) number one, that would just be the best middle finger of all time. Number two, Everybody's going to ask him about it, and there's no way that he's not going to have an opinion. Like, it's, he's too full of himself to not make a comment. Um, yes. I, 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 need, I need the Packers to take a wide receiver in the first round here. Um, I, I don't think that JSN is necessarily worth it at 13. I'm, I'm interested on Nick's thoughts on this. But, like, he seems like a guy who you can't move around all that much. Um. But I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe he he had he he was really good two years ago when he last played. I love the fit. I like everything about it. I mean, I think like obviously you guys mentioned it's a big fu to Rogers, but at the same time, I just think it's. I think he's like maybe the only wide receiver that really deserves to go in the first round. I mean, maybe Zay Flowers too, but um, I think he's like clearly the best wide receiver i think it's a good yeah. fit with um uh christian watson outside dobbs outside you throw jsn in the slot um i think he can be like an amon ross st brown type of player um so yeah i think he's really really great and uh i mean so he's you, my favorite you, you you said you weren't sure if there was any other wide receiver who could go in the first round so that means you don't like jordan addison Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I like Jordan Addison, too. I like Addison and Zay Flowers a lot. Um, but I don't like uh, Quentin Johnston. No, I, I, really? I don't either. I don't either. Yeah, um, I mean, as a first-round pick, sure. Um, so I, 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 we're not going to get through the first round here, so I'm, I'm just going to sort of skip ahead a little bit because um, it's necessary. Um, so at 18 for the Lions, assuming, assuming things go relatively chalky, um, who, who do, uh, for, forever it was, uh, Kalijah Kansi. Do I have that name right? Yeah. Um, I want to call, I want to say Clancy every time, but Kalijah Kansi has been mocked there over and over and over again. Um, but at least in Kuiper's last one and in Dane Brugler's last one, that was not the case. Um, Kuiper has Michael Mayer there. I wouldn't hate that. Um, I really want Darnell Washington. What? So, you know, did it, not did here, Michael but... Mayer just have one of those? Th- didn't Michael Mayer just have one of those things where it came out that he has like a super weird like Chipotle order? Yes. How how weird yeah. are we talking here? I sent it to the it's, chat the uh, other day. I'm, I I I it's for, I I know. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to to get it out here. Double, <laughs> double sour cream, double white rice, double no white salsa. rice, double steak, and yeah, and double sour cream. Wait, no salsa. That's that's see that's more concerning to me than double sour cream because if you have like the 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 super spicy salsa with double sour cream, like you can talk to me through that, right? Like you're trying to cut it a little bit. The lack that's yeah. the whitest thing I've ever heard in my life. Don't go to Chipotle, dude. No, don't. <laughs> no, the whitest thing you've ever heard in your life is Will Levis's eat the banana whole and put mate. Mayo in your coffee is psychotic. I don't even understand, like... Yeah. That's so weird that I can't even wrap my head around. It's... it's So, I'm, I am I have reason, recently been criticized because... Um, I, so, I have an orange tree in my backyard. And I... Like, one of my... The activities that my daughters really like to do is to juice oranges. So, we, we have a ton of orange juice. Sure. So, I started, I started putting orange juice in my coffee. Um, because... I have a ridiculous amount of orange juice. Yeah, super weird. And um, it's okay. Like, it's it's not as bad as you think it is. It's not as good as I want it to be. It's fine. Um, the prospect of putting curdled milk, that type of, like, that type of, of consistency into your, into your coffee is astounding to me. And I'm a person who- And eggs. Right. And eggs. 
Like it's it's dude, it's a weird, it's weird. It's weird. That's weird. I don't know how else to I don't know how else to put it. That's just very, very weird. Like I'm not one of those people who's like, oh Mayo's terrible on everything. No, Mayo has it has it has its thoughts, right? Like it 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 it's it's fine. It's it's not all the time, but it's it's not darn all right. It doesn't always fit, but like it's 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 useful and it's in its in its parts. But in coffee? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there will be no there will be no questions when Will Levis falls to pick thirty tonight. It's just that coffee order is insane. The like, the other <laughs> part of, of the Michael Mayer thing is he says that he gets a takeout top to the Chipotle bowl and shakes it up. So he's just eating sour cream soup. Yeah, so I, I respect the move of shaking it up because that's how I deal with burrito bowls. But I also don't have double sour cream. Um, like double I, sour I like cream to, and no salsa is just—it's insane. It's insane. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think I can look past that. No, we can't. The Lions cannot take him if he's there. Trade down. Take Washington <laughs> on day two. Like I'm, I'm so out on this guy. I yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't with that. That's not, that's not going to be okay. Who lost their first round pick this year? Miami. Okay. Talking to Brady. Right. Yes. Um, very good. Uh, okay. So the last thing I want to point out here is I, I assume you guys already talked about Bijan Robinson um, and the running back discourse. Um, yeah. When are, 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 are we getting to the point? And, and I know that we, this is, we're talking about this in a draft where four quarterbacks could go in the top, I don't know, 10. Um, yeah. Can we, can we circle back to quarterbacks don't matter? Cause that's my funny, that's my favorite discourse. That's sort of popped up in the beginning of the soft season. Um, because I want to talk about the fact that, that Mel Kuyper has Hendon Hooker going 31 to the Rams. To the yeah, Rams? To the Rams and the quarterback. The, they have the Rams trading up and no, taking Hendon Hooker. That will not happen. That's insane. The Rams are going to be terrible. The Rams are also uh, the Rams will be fighting with the Cardinals for Caleb Williams. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's yes. just. Uh, I mean, it could be. It could just be Sean McVay's way, way of going out with the flame. What if he? What if he go, stays to the draft and then retires? That'd be great. He, would, he's not retiring. He's he's not retiring because they're getting Caleb Williams. Right. I, I, so I, I think like the, the theory there of, of we're just going to sort of accept this year is what it is and move on is just sort of the right move. Um, but sort of late in the first round, I think that there are a couple of players who you, who you can get, who I, who I do like, who I do think are, are going to be uh, worthwhile players. Um, Brian Branch, I, 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 I understand that safeties have like a weird value, but I, I think that he's going to be very good. I think that he's someone who can be who 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 can move around in the defensive backfield in a way that not many safeties can. I agree. Okay. Also, don't get fooled on sports books because, um, like, you can you can bet on safeties to go in the first round or this team to draft a safety or whatever. He's listed as a cornerback on NFL.com, and that's what the sports books go off of. So, do not bet anything like that, thinking. Um, that Brian Branch is a safety because he's not listed as one, but he's he's the hardest hitting safety in the draft. I mean, I th- he looks really good to me. Yeah, I wouldn't mind I, if the Lions took him. It's not a position they need, though. I mean, just to focus on the Lions a bit beyond beyond sort of you know defensive line, I guess, or or cornerback rather. Where where do you think the Lions do have him? I guess tight end, sort of. I mean, we're not going to be, we're not a team that just drafts based on need. Um, Brad Holmes has talked about that a lot and says that's kind of where you make mistakes. Um, so they're a team that, that hits the best players, best player available, best fits. Um, so I think Witherspoon is like a lock at this point, assuming the draft top five goes how we think it'll go with Stroud and Richardson won't be there. Um, and even Carter won't won't be there, or or Will Anderson. So, um, I think they're taking Witherspoon, even if Tyree Wilson's there. Um, but I definitely think um, after the first pick, 
somewhere they're going to draft a tight end. Somewhere they're going to draft um, a right guard type of guy, interior yeah. offensive line. And somewhere they're going to draft um, a linebacker. And somewhere they're going to draft um, a running back. So those are kind of the positions I would say. I think the thing that's cool about Witherspoon is like he's very multiple. He can play um, inside and out. He can play safety. Um, I mean, I, I do think he's more of a number one corner type of guy. But, I mean, you can do a lot of things, you know, right away. The Lions obviously have Cam Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley, C.J. Gardner-Johnson at the top three corner spots. So it's not like, you know, they, they can they can kind of do whatever they want. C.J. Gardner-Johnson can play safety as well. Um, right. I think they have Tracy Walker who's coming back from an injury. Um, and obviously um, Kirby Joseph uh, played with um, Witherspoon at Illinois. So, you know, they, they're going to have good on-field chemistry. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited about that. But, yeah, I definitely think, um, like, I would love to see Darnell Washington not get drafted tonight. Or if he does get drafted, get drafted by the Lions. Because um, yep. the Lions have two second-round picks. I, I just – I love Darnell Washington. I think um, yeah. he makes a ton of sense. I think what people are talking about with him, specifically with the Lions, is that Dan Campbell, you know, obviously learned a lot when he was coaching – with the saints in new Orleans and Sean Payton has talked about um, how they would have to take off 50 different plays from their playbook when um, the tight end, Josh Hill was hurt for them back in the day. Like sometimes he would get hurt and um, just having that move tight end, having a guy who can just like block people into next week. Um, you know, we all know the lines have a great offensive line and we know, their tight ends caught a bunch of touchdowns after um, they Hawkinson, traded Hawkinson. Yeah. yeah. But, but the, 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 one of the big reasons why they traded Hawkinson was because he's nothing special as a blocker and Washington, you watch his highlights. And I mean, it's silly. Like he can drive people out he's, of, you know, off the field. He's, he's a, I, I think that he would be like, if you looked at him as like an offensive tackle prospect, you'd be like, move him six, you know, six rounder. Sure. Why not? And that's, that's without any of the other stuff that makes him, you know, sort of an interesting tight end. Um, just you, 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 you spoke on Illinois just a second ago, talking about, I just want to talk about if Chase Brown can find his way to the lions in like the fourth round, I would be very happy. Yeah. I think I don't love Chase Brown. Um, the guy I'm kind of looking at is what's his name? Sharp. I forget his first name. Uh, Spears. Spears, maybe Spears. Yeah, okay. Um, From Tulane? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. I think he's maybe a more complete back. Um, there's some even later prospects. But, yeah, I think I think the fourth round is, like, that's kind of the cutoff um, for running backs. I mean, stuff could get crazy. Like, I'll throw out some other things that could happen. Um, you know, there's been DeAndre Swift trade rumors in the last few days that he could be on the move we can get more picks for him take take one of these running backs i don't know if that's necessarily going to happen another thing i've heard is um the lions trading back with um atlanta if there's someone atlanta really liked and getting kyle pitts in the deal oh um, so nice. yeah I, 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 that's the asa bat signal right there but oh. um yeah i don't I, you know i wouldn't say that's likely but um you know, it is, it is something there. I mean, I, I do think the Lions will fill, um, we'll, we'll draft a tight end, but I, you know, just look at it, Brad Holmes, his history, you know, with the Lions trading Hawkinson with the Rams where the Rams, you know, you can kind of see how the Rams and the Lions are similarly built with not recently. The Rams have 75 million in dead cap this year, but like, you know, they had Tyler Higby, Kendall Blanton, you know, yeah. you know, not, not a big um, investment in the tight end position. You look at their linebackers, not a big investment in linebackers when they went to the Super Bowl. You know, the big investments were offensive line, you know, and, Andrew Whitworth, obviously Aaron, Aaron Donald, Robert Quinn, you know, Leonard Floyd, def- defensive linemen. Um, you know, they didn't draft a lot of corners high. You know, it was mostly trades for 
guys like Akib Talib, mm-hmm. um, Jalen Ramsey, you know, veteran established guys. So um, I don't know. The betting markets seem very sold that we're taking Witherspoon. Witherspoon is tremendous fit for us. I also think um, the Lions' defensive line is very underrated, like as as it is right now. I mean, I'd love for them to get Lucas Van Ness, but like I don't think um, Jalen Carter. Like someone mentioned, or I think it was Jalen Carter himself said that his meeting with the Lions was very quick. Um, so I don't think the Lions, like if somehow Seattle were to not take Jalen Carter, although that seems unlikely at this point, I don't think the Lions would be. That was going to be my question. Yeah. What, what, what has to happen for the Lions to not take Witherspoon at six, do you think? Like how do the first five have Richardson, Richardson or Stroud become available at six? Then, I, then I think they would, they would not take him because I think if you could get Richardson or Stroud, um, personally, I I prefer Richardson. Um, but if 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 Richardson was available, then I mean, there's plenty of corners to get. You know, I, I think at 18, you know, if you didn't have to trade up to get a quarterback at six, then even if you you know, even if you don't want to wait until 18, the Lions have so many picks, they could move up into the lower teens, maybe still get Witherspoon, or maybe just get, you know, Joey Porter or Forbes or uh, Deontay Banks. Like, there's so many different corners to get. So that's that's where I'm looking, looking at it. I mean, I, the Lions are so much about fit, and I, I just think that, like, Richardson, I mean, he just like his quotes, the stuff that he says, like beyond how his potential on the field, like he had a quote the other day where he was like, like his goal is just to grind every day until he's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's like poetry. That's that's like some Jalen Hurts. That's that's how you get drafted by Dan Campbell. That's exactly. I was going to say, that's like Dan Campbell's, that's like Dan Campbell's like tombstone epithet. It's like, like, it, it, do you want to get dra- drafted by Dan Campbell? Because this is how you get drafted by Dan Campbell. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, that's the type of stuff. Like, that's the type of team leader type of thing that, I mean, it's exactly what people want to hear. But I mean, if, if it's even close to true, I mean, I mean, just really break down that quote. It's not a flashy, oh, I'm, I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame. It's, I want to grind. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so like, I, I really identify with that. I think the Lions do too. The <clears throat> Lions met with him at the Combine and then, you know, have not met with him since. So, I mean, the, the three quarterbacks the Lions have met with are Stroud, Hendon Hooker, and Richardson. So I definitely think all three of those guys are in play for them. Um, although I would not really like it if they took Hendon Hooker. I'd rather they just – I mean, I, I think if they don't take a quarterback tonight, I don't think they're taking a quarterback, period. Yeah, I, I don't see a reason to take a, a second or third round quarterback. I mean, I, I could see them taking someone in like the sixth or seventh just to have a backup, but um, they don't yeah, do that I, though. Right? They, they yeah. they've had chances to do that two last two years, so they don't. They're not going to do that. I mean, I yeah, we're committed to Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld. Well, for we have we have an offer on the table for Teddy Bridgewater. And I think if the Lions don't draft a quarterback, there's a pretty good chance that he's just going to sign that. Cause I mean, Hell yeah. what, what better opportunities is he going to get than, Hey, if, if Jared Goff gets hurt, then you're going to be the guy here. And, you know, he, you know, he, he was on new Orleans before, so he's got a little familiarity with uh, Dan Campbell already. Um, and, you know, we've seen that come to fruition in free agency already with CJ Gardner Johnson. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Lions, it's a lot about their, you know, the fit. And I think, uh, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not Nate Sudfeld forever. I mean, it's, it's Jared Goff forever if they don't take a quarterback tonight. And you know what, what, what more could you wish for? But uh, thank you, Nick, for, for joining us. Um I just got a notification that uh, I have a meeting in 10 minutes. So we're going to, uh, we're going to be done now. Um, 
dear listener, uh, you can find Nick on Twitter at Electric Snuff. If you would like to make some money, um, follow his his FTN daily. Um, he, he based on my understanding, he just makes people money. Is that correct, Nick? That is correct. We do make that make that money. Hit us up, uh, FTN daily. I'm in the Discord doing streams, writing articles. You know, just just grinding until I'm in the Hall of Fame. Grind, grinding that MLB <laughs> DFS. Um, I want to say uh, I just got a notification. Um, R.I.P. Uh, to uh, Jerry, to Jerry yeah. Springer. Uh, R.I.P. You made our collective society um, worse. Something worse. Definitely um, worse. <laughs> um, but you were funny, and and you were on when I was home sick from school. Um, special and you're uh, the mayor of Cincinnati. Mayor of Cincinnati. Um, was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you'd like to jo- uh, follow my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, you can find him at Mr. Margarizing89. You can find me at TLSTDS. I would tell you that I have a personal account. Nobody follows it. I don't tweet from it. It's fine. Um, special, we, we're going to get on Instagram just as soon as uh, Jared Goff is no longer the man, um, which means not in the near future. Um Thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blurry Science put in, uh, Paramount Plus. Um, and uh, dear listener, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local draft, Nick. Um, obviously, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Uh-huh, draft, Nick. Podcast Network.